Blog Talk Radio.
good morning, good morning, good morning. Can you all hear me clearly? Am I going in and out, or is it better this morning? You're clear. You're clear. Thank you. Well, this morning I'm going to um, repeat uh, many of the things that we talked about um, last week, but also I'm going to ask um, the listeners for some input again. I know many of you may say, well, I gave you some input last week. I gave you the word entitled uppity. I gave you the word and the title ghetto. Well, this week, I want to change it a little. Um, After we have someone pray, I actually want you to give me the titles and the positions that you've held, uh, the things that you've done, whether it was on a natural job or in a family, um, the various things that um, held. And you can take a few minutes to call out those names, or you can just um, do it quickly, however and whatever um, the Lord has given you to share with us about those titles and positions. And, and, it, and again, it's names. Um, so I would like to know if anyone would be willing to um, pray for us and the service and pray with us on this morning. The lines are open. Okay, well, let me go ahead and um, pray. Uh, God bless you. Oh, go ahead, ma'am. This is uh, Minister Margo, and I see if someone else would step up, but I have uh, no problem. I I feel it's a privilege to pray and worship our Father. Uh, And so I will do so at this time, asking all of you to I'm hearing a little bit of an echo, but I will go on. Okay. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for another day. We thank you for another Sunday, especially as we look to you. We thank you, God, for your love and your care. We thank you, God, for all the things you have done for us. We thank you for this creation that you spoke into existence for us, God. We thank you for life in the air we breathe, God. We thank you for all things and in all things because your word has told us to thank you, to worship you, to honor you, to give you praise, God, and we thank you. We thank you for the privilege and the ability to know, God, to know whose we are, to know where we are, to know that we are here to give you praise. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Praise praise you for your sacrifice, God, for the sacrifice of your son, that he died for us so that our sins could be forgiven, so that his blood can cover us. And we ask in his name to cover this prayer today, to cover this service, to cover the speaker, to cover 
all that is done on this broadcast today with the blood of Jesus, to look down on us with mercy and grace, God, and to just let us be able to know that everything we do, that we do in your name, will be blessed, is blessed. Oh, hallelujah, thank you. We ask you to touch, hallelujah, and lead the speaker on today. Help Apostle let God to just relax in you, to wait on you, to step forward in you, knowing that you have already made the way, that lives will be touched, that minds will be transformed, (laughs) that spirits will be renewed because of the word that will go forth today. God, just thank you, praise you, and magnify you. We worship and we adore you. We ask you, God, to touch the lives of each person who is involved in this ministry, of each minister, of each missionary, of each apostle, of each servant, of each one, God, who has dedicated their lives to you, who has said yes to the call on their lives, who has said, God, I will go. Who will send me? If you say who will go, I go. And they go in your name, God. We go forward in your name, believing in you, not what we see, not what we feel, not what we hear, unless it's from the Spirit of God. We thank you, God. We thank you for being in our lives. We thank you for being in the lives of those who are listening. We thank you for hearing all prayers that are given to you in authentic worship and praise. God, we commit this broadcast to you today, and we ask you to find pleasure in it, to be pleased with it, and we present it to you for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name we pray and give you the thanks, God. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. Wow, that was a powerful prayer. Thank you so much. Are you still hearing an echo, um, Minister Margo? Uh, Just at the beginning, when I I turned off my speaker, it was fine. So that's what I did when I was praying. But I I think it's fine now. Go ahead. Thank you so much. So on today, I need to just um, see if there's anyone that would like to share titles or uh, positions that you've held before. And we're still in Psalms 56. We're still talking about where it says, um, be gracious to me, God, for man has trampled on me all day long, and the adversary oppresses and torments me. My enemy have trampled upon all day long, for they are many who fight proudly against me. When I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. And then we go down to the fifth and sixth verse, and it says, All day long they twist my words and say hurtful things. All their thoughts are against me for evil. 
They attack, they hide, and lurk. They watch my steps as they have expectantly waited to take my life. And then verse 7 and 8 said, cast them out because of their wickedness. In anger, bring down the people, God. You have taken account of my wanderings and put my tears in your bottle. And are they not recorded in your book? So tell me some of those names that people have called you, whether it has been an adversary or a tormentor or whether it was something where someone twisted your words or said hurtful things. And uh, let's just be so transparent with our listeners so that they can understand that even though people have called us great names, bad names, but when we said yes to God, when our parents said yes, to God, when we put our trust in God, the titles that mere man could give us, whether they were good or bad, they were titles that God allowed. Anyone want to share a few or a dozen or whatever? Um, the lines are open. Crazy. Okay. Go ahead. Minister Sylvia, I think that's who I hear. They uh, called you crazy, called me um, doing too much. <laughs> that's all I have right now. Okay. Anyone else? Um, I would add I hadn't really thought about it, but uh, perfectionist. Um too much into the detail. Um, oh, tightly wound. <laughs> and, um, you know, wound up too tight. <laughs> those are the ones I can think of now. Wow, those were some good ones. Um, doing too much, tightly wound. Um, I'll tell you some of the ones that I was called. Um, too structured too strict, um, but I was also called a supervisor. I was also called a teacher. I was also called a, a disco nun. I was also called a sister. I was called a mother. I was called an aunt or a TT. I was called a cousin. I was called a uh, um, a prophet. I was called a minister. I was called part of the fivefold ministry. Um, I was called, um, similar to what Minister Marco um, shared with us last week, um, they called me stuck up. Uh, it's another word for uppity. Um, bougie. Um, uh, Minister Sylvia shared with us uh, last week, ghetto. Well, not only did they call me um, ghetto, they called me um, white girl, um, meaning um someone that was living in the ghetto um, that thought that they were more than other people. Um, I've been called a motivator. I've been called a healer, but I've also been uh, called a, 
a girlfriend. I, I was called a spare tire. And what the person was saying was um, they thought that in a relationship that they could always count on me. And so they did some things because I was like a spare tire. They could always depend on no matter what they did to me, I would still be there. My goodness. Ooh. I was called a vice president. I was called a president. I was called a director, a supervisor, an owner. I was called quite a few things. But what I want us to remember is the things that God has called us. He's called us daughter or son. He's called us friend. He's called us child of God. He's called us his own. He called us his handiwork. He called us son and daughter of Jehovah Jireh. He's called us blessed. He's called us to better, to be better. He's called us intercessor. He's called us family. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And he's allowed us to call him friend. Father. Jehovah God Adonai. He's called us holy for he is holy. He's called us righteous for he is righteous. I remember, I'm sure you all may be tired of hearing this, but I remember when growing up as a child, the one thing that hurt me the most was something that was said about me, but it was a name. Um, On this past week, the man of God said, what's in your mouth? And I told him it was like the commercial, what's in your wallet, what's in your mouth? According to the word of God, blessings and curses can be in our mouth. So we decide what's in our mouth. We can ask God to change our appetite so that what's in our mouth is a blessing and not a curse. As the word of God reminds us, how can we have bitter and sweet in the mouth at the same time? Even though they do have candy nowadays that's bitter and it's sweet. That's a whole nother message. Now, That name, that thing that haunted me a lot of my life was that my very blood relatives, yeah, I'm going to go there, my very blood relatives didn't know that I had five hearing, which means that ear hustling is not something that I necessarily do on purpose. It's a gift that God has given me that I can hear, and I can hear people talking, and they don't have to be close to me. I I hum a lot, and I sing a lot, and 
uh, things of that sort so that I don't hear what people are saying around me. It's a it's a strategy that I've been given. And so whether it was at my father's funeral or family reunion or gathering, my very relatives, I'm going to be transparent, my very aunts, it was weird. They may have been talking to my cousins, but it didn't bother me as much as my very aunts would say that I was not my daddy's um, daughter. They would say that Renee and Sheila were my daddies, but I wasn't. And so um, I tend to want it to go around one um, side of the family more than the other side of the family because of the pain and the mockery that the family would cause me which caused me to doubt if I really belonged to my father. My mom and dad never said it. My sisters and my brother, they never said it. But my aunts that I wanted to love me so much, that I wanted to accept me so much, until their latter years and until my latter years, they didn't. I reminded them too much of my mother. So since they couldn't hurt her directly, they would say things about her youngest daughter with me. And I remember going to my parents, asking them, am I adopted? Am I really daddies? And and so I doubted my legacy. I doubted my generational status. I doubted my inheritance. I doubted who men said I was versus who my family said that I was. Many children and adults today because of the names that people call them or the positions that they were denied, resorted to drugs and alcohol. They resorted to um, being in relationships and part of groups that they shouldn't have been a part of because of their desire to be accepted. It's a name in itself, acceptance wanting to be known for the title, the position of acceptance. What's in our mouth? When uh, the prophet was speaking on Friday night and he talked about a room, God allowed me to see the walls that make up a room. But then he allowed me to take that room and make it into a womb, a woman's womb. And he allowed me to see the walls of the womb. He allowed me to see that both of them had the capacity to hold something. My God. Both of them had the capacity to expound and expand in a way that they could put 
things in it to make it look like it was smaller or larger. We can go from room to room and and do different remodelings to make it larger and larger and larger. We can have an embryo in a womb that gets larger and larger and larger until it's seven, eight, nine, ten pounds. But we can also allow things to come into that room that will cause that thing that's on the inside of it to be less or to be more. The things that we're saying is that room becoming more beautiful? The things that we're saying, because, you know, you can speak to the wound of a woman while a child is in there, and they hear you. It's been proven by science. So those things that we're speaking, what is it causing to grow? What is it causing to get smaller? Discrimination or microaggressions or things of beauty, are we saying? Are we telling them how beautiful they are? Are we telling them they remind you of their father and their father is this or father is that? When we enter a room, do we bring joy? Do we bring structure? Do we bring love? Do we bring value? Do we bring respect? What are we bringing into every room that we enter? Is it the hurt that was put in your life that grew more and more and more and more that it became an insecurity that it became a place of pain that it became a place of feeling um, useless or is it you became more of an entrepreneur you became more of a big sister You became more of an inspiration. You became more of an innovator, a motivator, a great steward of God's love, of his ministry. Are you one of those friends that people can count on? Or I was talking to Minister Sylvia and an associate of ours that they call a sister not a DNA sister, but a spiritual sister from all of the things that they've been through with this particular lady. And they said that someone else didn't know how to be a friend. My God. We call God our friend. But if someone says that you don't know how to be a friend, is it because you were never taught how to be a friend? Is it because you needed example of friendship? And all your life you may have been given examples of being a good friend, a BFF. 
but maybe you've been disappointed by so many people until you don't know how to be the very thing that you covet. Mm. Let's think about how many times someone has called us a name and it was caused based off of jealousy or their own insecurities or them looking at you saying, hmm, I would love to be a teacher like she is. I would love to. She has the potential to be a principal, the superintendent of all the regions or nations. Mm, I would love to have been the vice president like she was. I would have loved to have been able to clean an area the way she does. Mm. I can't ever make that dish the way she makes it, the way he makes it. Did someone look at you and they saw purpose, genuine purpose in your life? Are you so reliable and dependable until it irritates the demons in their lives? Because they're not dependable. Because they're not reliable. Because they don't know how to do things on purpose. They're just scattered. They're just all over the place. But could it be that God has you in their life? Although your very dependability and reliability is vexing the very demons in their lives, God is using you to be an example, a positive example. An honest and respectful example. A true and loyal example. He knows he can trust you. He knows that the impact that you're having on the kingdom of God is valuable. Your tactfulness is second to none. And it's something about how you serve in that area. It's not all the areas, but it's about that area. What about that area that God has called you faithful in? Someone that has it all together, they don't have that area that you're faithful in. But yet, Out of the seven things that they want to have, all they concentrate on is the one thing that you do well when they do six other things well. See, that's how the enemy of our soul gets us to concentrate on how my very aunts would sit around and talk about how I wasn't my father's daughter, how I forgot about how my sisters would always say I was his favorite or he spoiled me or my mother spoiled me. I wasn't concentrating on that at that time. See, when we forget that we are the redeemed of the Lord, when people call us all manner of evil and weakness, We forget 
how he protected us. We sometimes forget how his angels were encamped all around us. We sometimes forget how God is bragging on us. Because when they called you uppity or said you was doing too much, what they really may have been saying is, hmm, He or she is right. I should be doing better. I can do better. It's not the fact that they're doing too much or that they're uppity or that they're stuck up. Doing, God is using them to remind me of what he told me. Someone was told to brush their teeth. That's a pastor. I'm sure many people know of it, but that's a pastor Fred Thomas thing right there. He was quick to let you know when you needed mouthwash. And boy, did that get on some people's nerves. But it wasn't him doing it to hurt you. It was him mentioning it because when it comes to ministry, I'm just going to speak from personal experience. When someone is standing face-to-face speaking a prophetic word, it becomes a pathetic word if your breath is stinking so bad that I can't hear the word that you're speaking because, as um, I've heard people say, because your breath is singeing my nose. So that mouthwash, that toothpaste that the pastor was talking about, We can't allow the enemy of our soul to take um, something like our breath or our lack of deodorant or, or whatever it is to take away from God. It's the simple things that the enemy of our soul will try to use to discredit God. Because now the people are so busy talking about that very thing that they've missed out on God. Um, they showed this thing on Facebook where a whole bunch of ladies, older ladies, were sitting. And they said at least a 1,000 pieces of peppermint is sitting on that row. But I didn't see it as a negative. I actually saw it as, wow, that's powerful. That's when the mothers of the church had the peppermint and they knew that the preacher or the priest or whatever had preached all day long and they needed a mint in their mouth so that they would be able to minister to the people. Those older women of Zion had scarves and and sheets on their lap or sitting next to them where they could cover up someone who may have been showing too much. And so it was distracting from the message that God was trying to bring. Those mothers that would turn around and say, shh, 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 when the man or the woman of God was speaking because of us as children, thinking that we were whispering or whatever, but we were distracting from the message that was being taught or preached. There's a visionary on the inside of each and every one of us, especially you that are listening 
on the World Wide Web, whether it's via a telephone or the Internet, whether it's now or later. There's a visionary on the inside of you that God has given you hopes and dreams and allowed you to write songs and books and stories and poems and journal things about what he wants to do through you for the nations and the nations and the nations and the nation's nations in your very family, in your neighborhood, on your job, in your organizations. They're calling your name. Whether they're calling you by your earthly name or they're calling you faithful or if they're calling you example or leader or role model or visionary or disciple or evangelist or minister or prophet or pastor or apostle or overseer, Whatever they're calling you, God can use it. Whatever they're calling you, God can use you to heal somebody else. There's millions, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that have been called. Those names that were negative, those names that were positive. But God wants to use you to persuade a nation that they're still loved by God. God wants to use you to join his heavenly host that's crying out and singing, Holy, holy, holy is our God. Righteous, righteous, righteous is our God. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed are all of us because of our God. Mm. When somebody calls somebody trickster, God can use that even um, gift or talent to show people the difference between looking at something and calling it religious Versus calling it love. God can use that very person to show them the very tricks that people use to beguile them, to uh, deceive them, so that they will know it when they say it. That right there, what I just said, that wasn't God. Or they will know that very thing that they see. Mm, That right there is not God. Mm, That thing that I heard right there, minister, evangelist, prophet, told me that those were examples of deception. Think of all of those things that have happened in your life, even if it was just one thing that someone did that later on was revealed to you that that was deception, that was manipulation, that wasn't God. 
somebody is waiting for you to educate them on the very tactics of the enemy. Somebody doesn't know just because a man calls you beautiful doesn't necessarily mean that he really believes you're beautiful. Someone doesn't know just because someone buys you a whole bunch of things, it doesn't mean that they love you. People use things to draw people and to manipulate them. Don't you know, or if you don't know, there's people in the church that are there for the money. They're not there for the souls. But how many of you know the souls are more valuable than any nickel, any dime, or any dollar? Tears that some of us have cried have been because of anger. Some of the tears have been because of deception. Some of them have been because of joy. Because some of us cry when we're angry, we cry when we're joyous, we cry when we have loss, we cry for many things. But God is going to teach us how to take those tears and know that not only were they put in a bottle, if we want to, we could segregate them and make them happy tears, sad tears, angry tears. Or we could put them all in the bottle and lay them before God. And says, God, even in my wonderings, as the word said, I know that you collected all of my tears and you're using them to make me better, to make this world better, to open up my mind, to give me the mind of Christ. To heal me in my heart, every area of my heart. To heal me in my mind. There's some of us carrying some emotional luggage right now. I throw my hand up. I'm one of them. Because there's stages of anger. There's stages of loss that we must go through. But some of us have so much emotional luggage that we need closure to till we can't go through the stages until God heals us everywhere we hurt. There are some people that lost someone years ago and they still haven't fully healed. The emotional luggage is weighing them down. Ah. There's people saying, why haven't you got over this or that yet? But the emotional luggage is filled the room. Yeah. Instead of the joy of the Lord filling the room and the womb, the emotional luggage has taken over. And the one thing they need It's not for us to say, haven't you got over it yet? They need us to empathize with them. 
They need us to have compassion with them. Because whether you have gone through it or will go through it, we need to know the one thing that God is calling us to could be faithfulness, to faithfully be there for them, praying for them. God could be calling us to an assessor for this person, healer for that person, encourager for that person, motivator for that person, servant to that person, leader to that person, righteous for that person, affectionate and caring for another person, your brother's keeper for another person, your sister's keeper, the peacemaker, reliable, purpose, confident. I was led by God to bless someone, um, and God said, bless them, but tell them, I can't pay you for the word of God, but I can plant into you. Because I didn't know what their need was. I didn't even know if they had a financial need. But God said, it's very important that you let them know, I'm planting in you. So on today, anyone that this word has touched, I ask you, plan into Minister Monica. Plan into Minister Sylvia. Plan into Prophet Antoine. Plan into Servant Pastor Troy. Plan into Reverend Lawrence. Plan into Dr. Serena Wright. Plan into uh, Missionary Tony and Minister Ron. Plant, plant, plant. Plant into the ministers that God has united with Smile 3. You may say, uh, Cecilia, I didn't hear you say plant into you. That's not the agenda. When I minister, God wants me to ask people to plant into the ministers that have partnered with him and I to teach, to preach, and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because my call is to expand the gospel. And when these men and women of God take time to minister on Mondays, and on Friday, and even to pray for us, to intercede for us. We can't pay them for the word, but we can plant into them. So I ask you, I've asked Minister Sylvia to plant um, and to post all of the ministers that minister on blog talks, their cash apps or 
jails or whatever on Facebook so that people on Sundays can plant into whoever or all of you that are connected to us. And I want to remind her if she hasn't already done it today, I want this world to know the jewels. See, that's the title that God's given you. The men and women of God, the vessels, the proclaimers, the messengers that God has connected. The Pastor Troy's, the Prophet Antoine, the Doctor of Prophetess Serena Wright, the Minister Margot, the Minister Sylvia, the Missionary Tonys, and the Minister Ron, and the various other gifts that they've even added to this ministry on the nights that they are assigned to minister. Because we can't pay them for the word that God has put in their bellies, that's come through their mouths, whether in song or prayer or teaching. But let's plant into that good ground. Let's plant into that soil. Because on last week, God had me say what tears meant for Minister Sheila. It's today, eternity, and redemptions, Sheila. Because she's gone on. She's gone on. And many of us are learning to deal with it. So we're not sad that she's with God. Our sadness and our lack of closure is with the manner for which she left. And because I can't sit here with her anymore and watch TV or a movie while she has on that big, thick robe and those thick socks and those thick house shoes and that skull cap or that beanie or whatever she has, and it's 80, 90 degrees outside and she's talking about how cold she is, I can still see it, but I can't have it. And I know that I know that I know without a doubt that where she is is, (laughs) words can't even describe better than here. But the human part of me desires just to be able to hug her, just to be able to laugh with her, just to tease her about the funny noises she makes, just to tease her about how we said she could take one cake and feed 5,000. Just to see her on her bike waving. Just to hear her fussing about something that you're looking at like, seriously? Just to see the gift that I had in my big sister. So no, I'm not there yet. I have not accepted um, everything that is dealing with her transition, but I can say this. Not only did her passing uh, bring the family closer together, as Minister Sylvia oftentimes said, it exposed 
decoded and showed things that other people had done or tried to do to destroy that Charlie Angel's emblem that our cousin Elton had called us. He always called us Charlie's Angels. Although we had other sisters and people in the family, they, as we were growing up, saw that myself and Sylvia and uh, Minister Sylvia and Minister Sheila were inseparable. And just because you don't have a perfect relationship doesn't mean you don't have a relationship. And so there's many things and people that God has exposed to us, but he's also exposed assignments that we have to show them how to be called those Charlie's angels or how to be called um, the the sisters or how to be called um, whatever they call us and how each and every one of us are different. So I thank you, prayer that you've prayed for us. Keep on praying because we're praying for you too. We know that you're still healing from losses and from things. But if you haven't heard anything else on today, I pray that you've heard that God is using you and that every name that you've called another person or every name that they've called you has a purpose. Ask God for that purpose and ask him for that proclamation that you are going to acknowledge and that you're going to confess before him and even many times repent before him to ask him to show you how to use it to draw a nation, to draw the tongues, to draw the people that need that genuine love that you have, not just with your sisters and your sorrows and your fraternity brothers, but with God himself. That's all I have. Um, Minister Sylvia, can you open up the lines um, or let them know that the lines are open? And um, I would ask that, Minister Sylvia, if you could pray for us. And Minister Margo, if you could uh, work with Minister Sylvia to make the announcement and Minister Sylvia, please put everyone's cash app and Zelle information, if you haven't already, on Facebook and ask people to plant into the men and women of God, including yourself. I turn it over to you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining in on today's service. I would like to just say um, the lines are open. If you have any remarks or comments you would like to share with us today, please do so. Excuse me, at this time, the lines are open. Okay, well, if nobody wants to share at this time, I would uh, like to share something before. Um, I check again to see who wants to make a comment. As the Apostle was speaking on today about um, what have people called you, what have they said about you, 
I thought about, as she was saying, how growing up, uh, certain family members had um, tried to say that she was not our dad's daughter, which is true. But I also began to think about myself um, growing up when we would deal with people saying that he wasn't um, really my dad's child because she was so light-skinned, but our mother was so light-skinned, as you want to say, bright-skinned. I thought about how when we was growing up, they would call us bad kids. It's not that we were bad kids. It was that we always heard what people were saying about us, and they made a difference of us, of the other children. I don't know if it's because of our complexions, Cecilia being bright-skinned, me being in the middle, as um, they would say, brown-skinned, and Sheila being dark-skinned. But I do remember when they children would have problems with other children, they would say, call their kids. Mm. They used us as rescuers. <laughs> they used us as, I guess you could say, putting people in line because we was we was born in Eaglewood, but we was raised up on the west side, so I guess we had the best in both of best of each world in the city of Chicago. I remember those things. We weren't really invited to a lot of things and stuff. It's not because we were bad. People just didn't try to get to know us, not unless they needed us. So I said all that to say, when we decided to tell God yes, we got over all of that because we said, God, we know that you use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And we just said, God, we just thank you because the things that people called us made us who we are today in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to ask you again, do you have anything to say at this time, any comments? The lines are open. This is a ministry that you can be honest with yourself and with Christ. Go ahead and speak, please. This is Minister Margot, and I'd just like to thank uh, God for another broadcast. Thank uh, Apostle for those words and as uh, is said, for being so authentic with us today and giving us a glimpse into what has formed her and made her into the woman that she is today and especially one who is willing to connect with other people and let them see her life experience and make those connections. That's what makes a difference in our lives, making connections and bring it all back to the source, who is our Father, who no matter what people have said, no matter what's about the names, no matter even what we experience, our God loves us. We can count on him. He's trustworthy, and he always, always answers prayer. So I thank God for both of you, I am praying for you and the family as a whole, knowing that God can get you to the other side. I'm a witness. <laughs> he can get you to the other side. Just keep praising him and keep believing. God bless you. Amen. Is there anyone else? Okay. 
Okay, well, I just want to thank God for the opportunity to be a part of the ministry on today. Um, I just want to say, God, we thank you for this time. As I pray, I'm going to ask Minister Margo if she would assist me in the prayer. When I pray, I will pass it over to her so that we can um, close out the service. But I would like to tell you that we're here every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our speaker on tomorrow night is going to be Minister Margo McCord. I'm so excited because I can only imagine the word that God has put down in this woman of God. I'm so happy to be a part of the Monday night ministry. I am your host, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. We're going to also be here on Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be the speaker on this Friday night, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. I'm asking you all to tune in to our services. Please be a blessing. Please look out for our postings for the ministry and as well as the cash apps in Orzale to bless each and every minister because you are planting into good ground. The word goes forth to see, to give treatment to the spirit, and to help restore the spirit and lead and guide you back to God. There is not a minister, a pastor, a prophet, an apostle, or Dr. Wright that's on this ministry team that does not deserve to be treated as such what God has given us gifts. So with that being said, please tune in. Father God, we come to you all today, God, asking you to open up our ears and our heart to receive your word, O oh God. God, give us a mind steadfast on you, God, that we may be in kept in perfect peace. God, we just ask you to touch each and every listener to every broadcast that we have, God, ministering your word to the body of Christ. Those that call themselves saints and those that are not converted completely over, God, we ask you to put a Holy Ghost hook and a rest on their spirit and in their heart, God. We ask you to save each and every one, O oh Lord. We ask you to just cover your word. Teach us how to stand on your word. Teach us how to desire your word. Teach us how to apply your word. God, teach us how to want to be saved. God, give it to us a mind to want to be saved. God, give it to us a heart that desires to be saved. God, give it to us a will and a, a know that we need your spirit, oh God. We live by the spirit of God. God, cover us. Keep us. Keep our families, oh Lord. Cover our ears that we only, we only want to hear the truth in your word. Cover our eyes, God, that we will see things and receive the sight with your vision, God. God, cover our mouth that we will only speak what the word said, God. If we can't speak like God, teach us how not to speak at all. 
God, give us the want to pray morning, noon, and night. Your word said, those that seek me early shall find me. For God, we are coming to you with an open arm, open heart and an open mouth, saying we need you, Lord. We need you in this day and time, God. We ask you to give us peace. We ask you to give us understanding. God, we ask you to teach us how to even ask you how to pray. Teach us how to want to pray, God. Teach us how to be an open vessel unto your spirit, O oh Lord. God, cover our families, cover our homes, cover each and every one of us, O oh God. God, we have secret requests, we have secret prayers, God, that we have brought to you, told to you, and depend on you, O oh God. We ask you to answer them, God. Not in our time, but in your time. Not our will, but your will, God. Let your will be done in our lives. Thank you, Lord. I pray these things, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Minister Margo, please. Continuing just to make um, an adjustment on tomorrow evening, those who tune in to Blog Talk will be graced with our Cousin Collective on tomorrow. That is those young people (laughs) who are in the generation beneath us. So that our summits will be Cynthia Seabury, our prayer warrior will be Latoya Bennett Lindbergh, and our speaker will be George Randall Seabury. So we will be listening to and ministered to by the Cousin Collective, and we are lifting them up to you right now, God. We're asking you to give them exactly what to do and say to draw all men unto you. We ask you, God, to help them to lift you up and only you, that all be done only for your glory and for your purpose, and that as we move forward, the listeners, the hearers will continue to multiply as this platform expands and expands and expands the word of God. In Jesus' name we pray. And give you the thanks. And it's so it is, and it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Saints of God, go with God. Look to him. Believe on him and trust him more. Amen. Amen.